0: Hey, what's going on motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Here I am on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. You're not going to hear the rumble of the 5.7 liter ram with its hemispheric engine. Maybe hear some grunts and snores and snarfling sounds from my girl Momi who's to my right on the couch. She's Drying off, we got the ceiling fan on. I'm sitting in a rec- recliner in my living room in my special chair, my special part of this uh family sectional situated in our living room. The house is quiet, it's ninety degrees outside, just back from the creek took Momy down there. She's been a little anxious lately. I think that uh she's had a uh, certainly had a tough year with. Um, not a tough year. said had a great year with the pandemic because we've been home with her. Kids have been home with her. And in part, we were all home together. And so that was atypical. She used to hang out here long hours by her lonesome or accompanied by her confidant, Junebug, who passed a couple of years ago now. So as Momi turns to look at me with her little wart under her left eye and her and her whitened muzzle from the years. She's got a little little feet. Like look, she's got little gray or white socks on, and then her muzzle's was white. It was white from the beginning, pretty much. She's an anxious creature. They say that part of the uh, mechanism of hair graying it does have something to do with uh, stress. So that's not just a, a wives' tale or an assumption. That's Momie's a little anxious, so she doesn't do too much damage, but when we leave, she'll leave a puddle of uh, panting juice, a little friggin', you know, she'll salivate, sit there waiting for us and get all upset, basically have an anxiety attack in the mudroom, which is right on the other side of our garage door. So, squeamish about leaving her, by her lonesome she's 10 years old well she wants it some love and some just to know that you're there and i'm sitting here on the couch if i could reach her i would be just holding her her rear paw her hind paw just kind of hold it like i would be holding a friend's hand or whatever because she's my girl so i took her down threw some sticks into the creek out of the creek into the creek out of the creek maybe eight times and she Looked like she was done. She had gotten her exercise and excitement in. Maybe she's just going to pass out now under the ceiling fan. Stay cool here in the house. The rest of the family has uh, made the journey to New Jersey. We're just over the border. My brother-in-law is having a little pool party. Maybe I'll head over there in a little bit. to could join in on the fun. Maybe I won't. But I felt like today... Is one of the only times, but I, I think it's very important that that I, I record this podcast because this has been a special day, very special day. What's today? June fifth or sixth? Yeah, today's the fifth, the fifth of June, two thousand twenty-one. Today was the morning of the DDIP reconnect. It was extremely over the top success, in, in my view. I think I've, I think anybody could make that assessment, but unbelievable, exceeded my expectations. I was a little bit anxious about it. A little bit, you know, I haven't assumed the role of Dr. Drill, quote-unquote, in a very long time. It's been a couple of years. It's been a long time since I stood in front of that many people, but it's like, you know, something that I'm convinced that I could do on my worst day. I have done it on some of my worst days. Rain, sleet, or snow didn't friggin' matter. So I'm going to tell you all about that, but first I want to talk to you. So the week was abbreviated. We had uh, Memorial Day last weekend, so we started. I, I returned to the office on Wednesday and had three busy days. Patients full on the schedule. Saw a lot of great people. Closed the business on Friday. I got my cranky guy again. And uh, this is this is going to serve us because it will serve as a backdrop or the antithesis of what this morning was. So... Although I'm breaking through with this old timer, he's a nice guy. I've been seeing him for a few weeks and uh, just on a weekly basis, and he responds well to the adjustment. But he's very opinionated, and I don't fault anybody for their opinions. You know, people have some crazy ideas these days. I talked about the world being upside down and all the rivalrous dynamics and and all of the. just the energy that that background energy background radiation that setting that our 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 country and our society uh it seems like you know it's it's always there and you can you don't have to tune into the news to experience it. you can kind of feel it in a way, and it works out a lot of people, so I'm just gonna provide you some perspective and read some stuff here. So this is just my news ticker on Facebook. Every once in a while, I'll look just to see what's going on. Man shot and killed by police fired from inside vehicle. Capitol riot attendee argued she was allowed inside the building because she looked up the hours online and said it was open. Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Bullshit boxing fight. U.S. federal judge overturns California's ban on assault weapons. Law firm quits. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell's Dominion lawsuit claims lawyer filed da, 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 da. shark attack. Population to crash 19 million. Huh, mystery event caused shark attack. Uh, Trump's planned return isn't really a joke. Americans reemerge after pandemic isolation. It's like the end of prohibition. They're saying. Ransomware attackers use compromised password. Charges dismissed against black mom arrested for leaving kids alone in Ohio motel room while she worked down the street. Let's see if we can find a real good one. Mural of George Floyd in Philadelphia defaced with eight group logos. Whatever. Cyberbullying scandal. All these things. I mean I need to go through, I didn't need to go through all those and list those news headlines, but these are the sort of things that we turn our attention to. And if we don't overtly turn our attention to them. um, You can feel it in the air a little bit, right? Can't you feel like, wow, there's there's a lot of noise out there and not enough signals, a lot of hate and negativity I'm hearing about, I'm feeling out there from people. If I'm not turning my attention to it. Other people are talking about it and you can, it dominates, you know, conversations and people are at each other. It's like, you fucking kidding me with this shit? So, this guy that I take care of, he is like a walking, talking um, Fox News uh, segment. I mean, it's apparent he's talking about it. He's like, I don't know if it was uh, such and such or was it Sean? Talking about Sean Hannity. These fucking talking heads, and it could be anybody else. It could be a Democratic talking, you know, talking head that somebody would cite or... I just get my news from CNN or I just get my news from Fox News. Um, People are taking these folks on their word like they're literal. Like they're the ones giving us all the right information and it's fair and balanced. And that's just not not true. Yes, the media is fucking us over. But this guy is like 70-something years old. He's alone. He's angry as hell. He complains about everything. He's talking about, said something about gay, black, transvestites, and, you know, we need to put, you know, bring spirituality back and, uh, you know, put God back in everything, and Trump, you know, we need somebody with real big balls. And I'm thinking, like, I didn't even, I didn't even engage with the guy. I don't believe any of that, right? I I think that that's... um, Ridiculous the things he was saying and taking as the word, you know, like a literal um, sentiment, like the way he sees the world. We need somebody with big balls. And I looked out, and there's my front desk, you know, sitting there peacefully trying to get one to get the fuck out of the office for the day, for the week. And this guy's talking about all this controversial stuff. And. I just let him rant, I let him rant, and I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, well, I took a neutral stance, I was like, yeah, I try to, I said, listen, dude, I try to meet everybody where they're at, I just, you know, whatever you want to, as long as you're not bothering me, you know, which he was at the time, but as long as you're not arguing with me or trying to get heated, you know, I'm not going to engage in a fray with somebody, it's just so pointless, to be arguing with somebody over these things. That you're not changing it's it's apparent that you're not changing anybody's point of view. He said that his son listen, I drive with my son. He goes, you listen to all the good stuff, the old music, classic rock. I said, Yeah, I grew up listening to Crazy Still's Nash and Rolling Stones and all these things. I love this music. He goes, Yeah, he played good stuff. My I drive with my son, and he listens to music. It's like Oh my god, these sound who was this singing? A gay transvestite? A uh, black sounds like black uh homosexual black transvestite. Saying something like that. I'm like, this is over the top. It was actually interesting that he was saying all these things. Not interesting, but just like a like a scene of an accident, like he couldn't look away, sort of deal. And I wanted to get the hell out of there. So I was like, yeah, yeah, man. Listen, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you're responding well to care. I'll see you next week. I enjoy my time with you. Um, I don't feel the way you feel. And he asked me oh, I don't know how you are with you, but I think we need a spiritual reawakening and people need to get right with God. I'm like saying to myself, dude, you sound like the most anti-Jesus, you know, judgmental person that. Is imagine they, they, that one could imagine and he's talking about folks need to get we, that's the problem with society today we need to get Jesus back in you know why? because you don't like the music or all this change that has occurred oh it's, just, it's crazy but I humor the guy I, I, I must have a gift you know not toot my horn but I I am accepting of people I don't agree with them I don't have to go home with them at the end of the day, but I, I just let people be people and I treat them well and and they typically treat me well. All right. So that was the end of my week. Yesterday, close of business, four o'clock, I come home, we get some food, um, have some good Mexican cuisine from a different spot. Eh, didn't hold a, a candle to, uh, Plaza Azteca. Plymouth meeting, I'll tell you that much. But we had a good meal there. My son was at a sleepover. And we just kind of settled in for the night. There was a little uh, little stress that I was dealing with. I wanted to get to bed early because it was a long week and I wanted to to be prepared for this morning. So let's get to this morning, because this is my friends, to me unfucking believable. Okay? The DDIP reconnect. So I wake up at 5. I set the coffee machine to go fire off at 5.15. At 5.30 I was packed up and I was down the road. I went to the office, stopped in, picked up some paperwork, some waivers that people would sign. And I tried to show up around 6.30 to this park. I set up this table, bring in some flair, I got some t-shirts and some license plate covers and shit like that, and I was going to give out to people. And uh, I never want to be the, you know, I want to be the first one there, but I don't want to be sitting there before showtime. I'd rather just like a, I don't know, like a rock and roll band. I want to come on and pull me up to the door. All my, We've already rehearsed put me in front of the crowd and let me do my thing right let me perform so holy friggin moly man people started filtering in i set up the waivers emily and angie were there they had people pens out that were signing these waivers fucking standard ddip waiver hey this is going to be hard there's a risk to do, to working out. It could help you. It could hurt you. Uh, you could any number of these things. Could injuries could occur. It's hot out here. You could friggin' have a heat injury. Uh, if the skies are blue, but you could be struck by lightning. It's not impossible. Uh, the terrain might be uneven. You might slip and fall in a hole. Twist your ankle. All that shit. You know, it was in my waiver that I. Constructed over the years. Hey, I'm even might bark at you a little bit. You don't don't take anything personally. You're gonna agree that as part of the program, you're just gonna be under my command, sort of deal. So people are lining up, sign this waiver. I kid you not. This had to be a 50 foot long line of people just waiting to get to this table, and signing signing this waiver, just to go out and do a workout. You know, but I, I'm glad we. Instituted that because it's important to cover your ass these days. So people are showing up. I'm meeting and greeting people. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Somebody hadn't seen in a while. How you doing? Hey, people are coming up and talking. It's great. That line forms. I go up and I recall A couple instructors show up, help to help out. Um, talking to them, reminiscing with them. Hey, how you doing? I walk up the hill, beautiful grass, very dewy, you know, very, it was there was some fog uh, that was uh, blanketing our community this morning. So the ground was somewhat wet, but a nice incline, so sort the of good drainage and it uh, wasn't too bad. The sun was about to pop through the trees, it was coming up, birds are chirping, beautiful day. So I'm going to do a little, just walk in the ground, making sure the conditions are right for people to come up. And I'm trying to decide how to organize this group. Now I see, I look down the hill, I don't know, dozens of people. And that's what I said. I estimated that dozens would be there. But every time I, I would reach out to somebody and get a, hey, I'm sorry, I can't be there tomorrow. I can't attend. I got to take a shit. I got a funeral. I got a wedding. I got i I'll be away. I'm telling you, there were, 70 to 80 people on that hill. 70 to 80 people. The makeup of which, I mean, people were in their 50s, 60s, 70s, a few in their 40s. There were some kids running around, little you know, kids in the single digits, parents uh, and children and grandmas and grandpas and my friend... Came She you know, was on a, on a mobility scooter. I had my friend Sam, who was using... He was 84 today. He's He's got hiking poles that he's maneuvering around with. I got another... You know, some with masks. Some most unmasked. I said we weren't going to hug. Everybody's hugging everybody. And I was... Um, I say two minutes, two minutes. Everybody's like, okay. Sorry, mom, it's okay. I say two minutes, give them a two-minute warning, and everybody started to get ready. And I said, you know, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. Let's go up that hill. Welcome. Let's go up the hill. Let's position ourselves in this way. Uh, you can set your gear up. Everybody got in what's called double arms interval, which they they stood in four or five or six lines, rows, one behind the other, and put the, both arms up. And that would establish their interval. would give them a good square footage to, to train and social distance. And it took a little while, but we got our arms up. I said, arms up, arms down. And you hear a slap right against their side. And we did it again, it's because it was so nice that organization. Arms up! Arms down! Arms up! Arms down! Right? It's okay, Momer. So there we are, now the sun is coming over and it's painting the the field with its rays and it feels good and it's a beautiful morning and there's nobody else in this park, maybe a couple walkers uh, wondering what the hell was going on. I forgot to mention, as I walked up the hill, there was a deer that was grazing right on the hill, and it looked at me, and I looked at it, and I said, hey, good morning. And I turned around, I went back to the truck, and came, and it went about its business, and I came back out, and the deer was like, oh, this fucking guy's coming back, right? Little did he know that the field would be full of participants, you know, scores of participants. That's Ten. Many scores. I'm saying 70 to 80 people are out there on this fricking hill. People who trained DDIp for years, and some of whom, like I said, very disparate, very different, very old, young, fat, skinny, short, tall. People who never trained before, people who trained for years, and I've known, but I had not seen in in years, you know, since they stopped training or. Whatever changed in our lives, um, we had a powerful experience together and now here they were. They showed up. and I thought, how awesome is that? And just then, my friend Lesh, I see her and she's crying. And she looks at me and she's crying. Right in the band shell and I said, are you okay? What's the matter? She said, everybody, everybody's here. Look at, you know, people, look at all these people. Look at all this, you know, we haven't been able to to be around anybody. Haven't been able to touch anybody. And everybody's had a different experience. You know, some people were working and some people were, working from home and didn't leave and were scared and some people got COVID and some people didn't and some people are vaccinated and some people are not and some people wear masks and others don't wear masks and it's been a rough fucking ride and here's my friend whom I love crying, crying tears of joy because She's able to come out here and train on a beautiful morning, and have this powerful experience, and you know, do her workout and not be judged and be part of something. And those of you who have are listening that are have never been in DDIP that didn't train, it's it's kind of hard, you know, like it's like anything else. Uh, the, the DDIP motto has always been, what you put in, you get out. That was one of our sayings. All right. So when you put the work in, it's rewarding, right? It's like going out in your yard and gardening. And you go out there and you you know, you know weed and you get the mulch beds settled and you, you know, spend time out there and you go out and buy all these plants and you put them in the ground and you water them and you care for them. Then you go out in your garden, and that's that's not just a garden. I mean, that's something you created and you tend, you've tended to, something you love. And so DDIP is like that too. You know, the people that that remember this program so well that spent years of their life participating in this crazy exercise program where we would meet and we would have adventures like children playing. You know, we would have adventures. We would run and we would work out and we would use picnic tables, we'd lift rocks, we would have our sayings, we'd have our motto, we'd have these graduations where uh, we catered the events and, and, and we would have breakfasts, these burritos, and some people would show up and at the catering facility, the, boot, the the owner of which was one of our boot campers, one of our best, and he would open up his catering facility early in the morning and we would roll burritos. They would cook eggs and the meats and we would roll these burritos. And we'd deliver them and we'd have some sort of competition, friendly competition, on that morning and make it fun. And then we would we would have some good chow and then we would leave. We'd talk and we'd, okay, that that was hard work. This is a good platoon. I'll be back again next platoon. This is, you know, so uh you know, I look forward to it. When we start again, two weeks. So we'd take two weeks off. We'd be like, man, I'm looking forward to that again. That was the feeling. That was the rhythm. Two months on, three weeks, three days a week training, and then two weeks off, and then we'd start another platoon. All right, so eight-week platoons. and we would do all kinds of great exercise. We would frickin' work out in so many different ways and we, w- we were strong and we were primed, we were flexible, we were switched on. That's what exercise will do to you. You hear about endorphins and encephalins and these positive um, neurotransmitters, these chemical messengers, hormones basically, that we, we make in our body when we exercise. a sip of ice water. So we produce these chemicals. And so you get those going, and you're working out hard, and you're you're training next to other people. Yeah, well, you put in, you get out, but now that person to your left and right and front and back, they're having a similar experience, and you get an opportunity to help each other and motivate each other and and be there to... um, to cheer each other on. And so that brings the group closer together. That in, it like endears you to one another. And that is very special. And so that's what we did tis, this morning. On a perfect day. The beginning of the summer. Sun shining in, breaking through the clouds. People who have been estranged. Due to no choice of their own. We've been in a tough time this pandemic. We haven't been able to engage. And even before that, we had kind of, I had pulled away from DDIP because my kids were growing and busy at the office and I'm teaching and all these things. And I just felt like it was kind of time, you know, to throttle back a little bit, time for a change. And that's when I gave the, the program to my friend Thor and he did as best as he could during the pandemic, and he had some some problems himself. Took him away from it. But today, indescribable. I mean, I'm trying, doing my best. I look out there and I see people and, and share brief conversations with them, and I see, I've seen little you know flashes on social media about this one had a child and and you know. Uh, this one had been ill and, and or got a new job or got married or got divorced, or whatever the changes had been. That's life. I see my friend Barb Surrey and Ed Surrey, Ed who's gone through some terrible uh, health issues over the past several months. And he's there, he's on hiking poles, but he looks good. And he went out there and he participated. And he had a smile on his face and he laughed and Barbara's there. And Barbara's been with me through all this. She's trained DDIP, every platoon, and been part of things. I'll tell you. un believable The people that I'm talking to, the conversations that I had. You know, I said, my friend Pat shows up. She never trained DDIP, never heard of this thing. She's a good friend, you know, she's become a friend. I want her to be there. I want her to see this. I want her to be part of it. I've got kids coming up to me and slamming into me, hugging me. And people saying, "You know, thanks, drill," and I you know, I think it is incredibly heartwarming this morning, so <clears throat> so we get into the platoon formation. I call into the position of attention, Platow! Ah, Ted. Huh! And they snap to attention, and we start with basic stretches. We do like a full body flexibility regimen and then we do some exercises by the numbers the sound off was awesome it was crisp it was loud and proud we did all this we eventually uh, I was reluctant to get them on the ground get them too wet but we eventually got on the ground and we started doing some abs and some other stretches and stuff of our lower body and all this stuff you know I I had tried to remember and did little abbreviated rehearsals of the workouts, the different exercises that I could do so I could make this something that um, everybody could do, mostly from a standing position so people with joint issues or problems that they would be able to participate. I was concerned that some might not be able to get off the ground, but everybody did okay. And I would scan the crowd and, and identify somebody that I had not gotten the, had the opportunity to say hello to. And I just wanted, part of my thing was, hey, how are you, man? Great to see you. And I would shout out somebody's name or include them in a little cadence call. My friend Tommy Gunn. Her friend Grizz. The O'Neill family. Bud Weiser. Kendra. Tim. Dewey. Hubler Khan. Viper. Coop. I mean... 70 or 80 people on a Saturday morning, doing calisthenics, knocking out stretches. We finished with 24 count side straddle hops. And this is a very simple exercise. This is a jumping jack to a four count. One, two, three, one. One, two, three, two. and the sound off and the synchronicity the unity the that that simple exercise done correctly and done by the numbers and done loud and proud it's a signature to it there's a a reason why we start and end most exercises with something like that it's a compound exercise it works multiple muscle groups it's get your blood pumping it uh it's great and when it's done in platoon formation like that, oh, so powerful! I felt that, and they felt it. And halfway through, I was like, "I want to, I want." You know, I start my cadence starts getting just switched on. Just it almost goes into like a singing song. Oh, one thing—it's fun. was it's funny. I thought I came, I came up with this idea as I was trying to come up with some sort of address, something to say to these folks. I I've often waxed philosophical or said something positive or, you know, wanted to leave them with some kind of message. And so to start, I said, you know, this is a beautiful day. It's like, it's wonderful. I said, birds in the sky, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. When passing by, you know how I feel, it's a new day, it's a new life, it's a new love for me, and I'm feeling good. Right? forget who sung that, but a great song. And that's how I felt. That's how I wanted people to feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. Every morning we wake up, the sun shines, we have an opportunity. And if you get up early enough, you can see the sun rise. And you can turn that chapter in your life. You can turn the page and start anew and start fresh and make, start writing. And what a a privilege I mean, that's enough in life to be able to do that. What an honor. What a, what a, what a gift to be able to wake up and, and, and start writing a fresh page. And, you know, there's a lot of people, myself included, sometimes I feel like I'm stuck on a chapter, you know, or I don't know what to write. Moments like today are like an ember. It's like an ember, a little glowing coal that you can pass around and nurture it and blow on it and give it to somebody. You can set it down on the ground and everybody crowd around that ember and you gently blow on it and you give it some fuel and you give it more fuel, and then you got a spark to a flame. The flame is a fire, an inferno, and you're, now you're putting fire under the asses of the masses. I mean, that is, that's a great concept. That is pay it forward, right? That's paying it forward. And I addressed a crowd and I, I identified people and I told stories and we talked about manna and we filled up Bruce's truck entirely with donations, bags of diapers and canned goods and all this stuff, all kinds of items that the community could use. And Bruce came, stood up front and he addressed the crowd and talked about the things that man is doing and how it's grown and have their mission. And they're doing a lot of great things, you know. And then about the charity, I, I, I piggybacked on that and said, "Hey, listen, you know part of the reason to get together is that we want to know if there's some, a way that we can help you, or even just you know if you ever need me, if you ever need somebody to, to talk to, or if you ever need somebody to run a question by, a health-related concern, uh, If you need a boost, you know, help me." Or let let me know, and I'll help. I'll do my best to help you. Or somebody, we can connect you with somebody within the group who is best positioned to help you. And conversely, if I ever needed help, I would certainly love. To know that there are people there for me. Everybody wants to know. Nobody wants to bother anybody. Let's say I had something going on in my life. People are private. They don't have to share their problems. They might assume that nobody wants to hear their problems. Because everybody's got their own. And that's true sometimes. But if, if I knew that somebody really needed my help. And that I could do good. I would jump at the opportunity. It's an honor to help another human being. And maybe that person or somebody else helps you when you're in need. Everybody needs somebody, everybody needs a little help. And how is the best way to get help yourself and have people hold you in high regard? It's to freaking help others. It's to be there for other people. Do for others, they'll do for you. Everybody's kind, everybody's understanding. That's love. It's reciprocal. You help me, I help you. Towards the end, some motivators lingered. We made sure that all the grounds were free of debris or water bottles or any of that. We started filtering out. Some people walked around the park. Uh, My friend Smythe uh, came up sweating a little bit. and Big Mama, Karen Carey. She was with him, and she's been in tremendous shape, lifting weights and stuff. And she said, "Here, you got you know you know you're good when you got me out here running. Smite's got me running." So they, they did a lap of the of the park. And uh, how wonderful! friend kevin was among the last to leave we call him bigfoot big tall guy bald head handlebar mustache nicest guy you ever meet we walked and talked a little bit i did want to do that but be honest there were so many people that i was talking to that i until things filtered out a bit i i don't know i just I mean, people were talking to people, too, but a lot of people wanted my time, you know. And I wanted to to talk to them. And I know some who realized that I was going to be, you know, they just wanted to get out without saying goodbye and having to say goodbye to one more person. My friend Viper, she's a, she ghosts like that. She'll just walk away because she knows that these events can never end sometimes. People start talking, right? So I was talking to Bigfoot, and we went up and walked up the field and sat on a park bench, and he said, Drill, you know. I, I was talking to him, gave him a mouthful, of course, and he said, "You know, I sometimes I think like, is this drill guy for real? Like, are you for real? You know, are you the real deal, or or you you got you got to have problems, just like the rest of us. You always know, seem, you're always saying, motivating things and writing inspirational stuff, and you got to have problems too." And I said, "I said, of course, man, of course I do." I'm not always, you know, flying high and, you know, seeing the bright side of life. I have bad days. If you listen to this podcast, you know that. I share that. I try to be just unfiltered with you. It can't be pleasant sometimes because it's not always, you know, I try to keep it light. I try to keep it inspiring because I don't want to freaking complain to people. There's enough of that going on, right? So I want to be inspired and I want to inspire people. But, um, you know, I talked to him. We we talked, you know, wax philosophically for a while. And I said, listen, man, I do have the ability. I, I said, I like people to try to cultivate a superhero. You know, like when we're kids, when we grow up, or when we're kids, we're kids. and It's like you can, you're a cowboy or, or you're an Indian or you're a policeman or you're a a nurse, or you're a friggin' fireman, or you're a hey, I'm Superman, and you put your cape on, you ride your bike, or you chase your friends around the yard, dress up as you know whatever fantastical creature you'd like for Halloween, and you play, you pretend. Especially, we're given to superheroes as kids, and so I feel like we all have that superhero within us, and. And we just need to kind of pretend sometimes. So on the one hand, Dr. Drill, the character, sure. I mean, I don't walk around bellowing cadences all the time. But it is an authentic part of me. It is a big part of who I am, this burly, camouflaged, motivated, disciplined guy. You know, it it is a big part of who I am. But it's not all... I am, you yeah, know. I'm a father. I'm a. I'm a, uh, I'm a friend. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. I'm a woodcarver. I try to be a lot of things. I try to, a lot of it. I feel. I've. My creativity, is one of the things that allows me to do this. I feel because I don't feel like I have restrictions about who I am and the things that I can do. I kind of use the world as a palette and try to make beautiful things. Try to make my life beautiful. You know, try to find the the beauty and the humor and the, the interest. Try to find the world interesting. Find the inspiration to see it. Because if you don't want to see it, if you're not open to it, you're not going to see it. You're going to have shitty days. You're going to see all the obstacles and not the, uh, the rising above. You know, you're going to see all the negative and not the positive just by having that worldview. And so the worldview that we possess does drive our behavior. It tell, If you think the world is good, the world's going to be good for the most part. If you think you're optimistic about the world, you're going to have a good life. If you're a Debbie Downer, Life is not going to be good, and you're going to see all the obstacles and all the problems. Fuck that. You know, that's not living to me. And so that was my message to Kevin. I, I he, Dr. Drill is the real deal, but I'm not. I don't f- pretend to be some, you know, perfect guy who, who always, and it would be boring to always be Mr. Motivation. That's probably why I got out of, Reason one of my reasons for stepping away from DDIP is that, you know, I had I had delivered my message, I had done the work, I had lived this life, and and uh, I wanted to see what it would be like if I were to change and pursue other avenues, and I have, and I've enjoyed them. I've certainly missed DDIP, and today reminds me, you know, like the question was would people show up is ddip as special as i believed it to be or is it just one of those things that distance makes the heart grow fonder and the further you get from high school or your military service the more fondly you remember it being back on the block with your buddies drinking beer in the woods or in the marines you know traveling on navy ships i hate it when I, I hated the marine corps while i was in it i hated a lot of it but there were you know th- that's what happens as time progresses, all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, back when I did this, when I was in the Marines, we went all over the world and we trained and this is how this happened. And one time me and my buddies, you know, you tell those stories and it, it becomes a um, larger-than-life sort of tale. Embellished, in a you know, not even even if not intentionally. The story becomes embellished. You become... It's, it becomes romanticized. And so the question was, was DDIP a sufficiently shared experience, positive, um, heartening, healthy, an effort in teamwork? Was it all the things that I knew it to be? Or was it just because I was the guy who started this initiative and ran it as a business for 15 years and had many, it was a big part of what I did. So I just kind of fell in love with the idea of it. And the answer is no, it wasn't bullshit. It wasn't some pipe dream or some romanticized romanticization of, of my, my history. We personified health and fitness today and Togetherness, And I, sp- I think especially set against, coming full circle now, set against this really unfortunate year with the hardships and with the virus and with the antagonism and the polarization of our politics and our society and civil unrest and all that stuff. That, conti- that continues. That's on your browser right now. Things that are real, but they are also, they trigger us. They activate us. They drive us in a certain way. So I'm not going to turn my attention to those things. I'm going to focus on the positive. And on June 5th, 2021, in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, in a park with the sun shining down and the dew in the grass, 80 fucking people assembled and stretched out and worked out and sounded off and told stories and hugged and wished well and took part in a charitable contribution. That goodwill is the sort of shit that makes me tick. That's what I want to do, that's what I love. And so I don't know where we go from here. I don't know. there's a lot of people, as many that showed up, there are probably that at least that many, who would love to have been there or would love to be would be willing to participate in the program in some capacity if we started it back up, so maybe I start it back up. We'll see, you know, with the smoke clearing with the virus things are improving. We're in a better place. Hopefully we continue in that direction. But I cannot even, I mean, there's so many things I'm going to forget now. I'll bring them back up. I'll probably be talking about this for the next, for the foreseeable future. We'll see what happens on the outset of it. So I finish up, Kevin and I talk and walk and he tells me, you know, we had a great conversation. Tells me about his journey, his story at DDIP. You know, he wanted to get in shape. He did. He was. He didn't. You know, he's a big guy, so he didn't want people to. You know, he he looks like this big, strong guy, but he's not. You know, that's that's not the reality. Sometimes he he felt, and he, he didn't want to get embarrassed or be shown up. And but he did. He rose to the occasion. He was one of our finest. Participant's a great guy, great friend. He drives by here sometimes, and he'll he'll beep as I'm laying on the grass with my dog, or we'll stop and talk for a little bit, or we'll, you know. The majority of my communication with people over the past year, for the most part, has been online, Facebook, text messages. Run into them on the way to the store or something like that, but. These relationships had gone dormant, but they still live, they exist. We had a guy that's going to be 84 tomorrow on D-Day, or today, he's 84. He was there with his hiking poles. His wife's 90. And they little kids, you see their circle of life, you see them running around, talking to each other, two different kids. from. DDI peers, offspring of DDI peers sitting on the park bench talking to each other about whatever, just talking while their parents are out there working out. For an hour and a half today, we did this. The best thing that I've done in years, I think it made a huge difference. I'm extremely pleased. And I'm honored that everybody chose to come out and participate. And I am very optimistic about what the future holds for this group. And there are people within the group who are hurting and who were unable to show up due to health concerns and other stuff. And And I love them and I'd do anything just to, to help them. You know, if only I knew there was a way. Pay it forward, you know. So I drive away and I'm hungry. Pulled in the Chick-fil-A for the breakfast sandwich. They have some pretty good breakfast sandwiches. While I'm in the line, I'm thinking, oh, God, there's going to be a barrage of social media videos and texts and all that stuff. And they were coming in. And among them was my friend who shared with me. um, She's not a boot camper, but she knows me in that role. Sometimes she'll even call me drill. She said that uh, her her spouse died last night. Died at home. She woke up this morning and, and found him. And somebody who's very I was very close with and dear to me. And, um, I was shocked, coming off of this emotional high from this gathering, and this Pay It Forward, and all the things I just described. <clears throat> and my friend of 65, just retired, he died. And all I could do, I guess I had the surplus strength from doing all that training this morning and being around all that positivity, I just said, listen, I loved him and I love you. And we're going to get him honored and we're going to represent him well and mem- remember him well keeping with us forever. And we're going to focus on you and your health and getting you through this. And what do you need? Let me know. And so isn't that life? Isn't that the peak and valley sequence of life isn't life incredible isn't it amazing the the dichotomy that's life that's beauty that's nature we have good days and we have bad days we have a finite time here on this earth with which to get our, our licks in to accomplish our objectives, to use this world as a palette to which we create art. And art is our life, and that's my method, that's my my philosophy on it. To try to get to accomplish my objectives, to try to get things done, to try to help people, to try to make a difference, to try to inspire people, to be inspired, to love. To care, to feel fulfilled at the end of a day, to make a difference. What else, what the hell else are we here for? Sit around to fart into the fucking couch and watch Netflix? So get out, get involved, emerge like a fucking butterfly from a cocoon. Do it. Today is a chapter. Start writing. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me, for you, for our community. One, two, three, DDI stinking pee.